Yo, appreciate y'all joining us to another episode of Not Us Tough. Uh, we definitely been slacking on getting some content out to y'all, but um, the NBA mock draft is going to bring the best out of us. Definitely the best out of me. I love, love, love. And Dave can tell you how much I just chop it up with this dude about um, the NBA draft. Uh, I love the NBA draft and I love doing an NBA mock draft. So I'm um, definitely going to be more consistent with getting content out to y'all. Uh, the NBA mock, the NBA draft put a fire under my under my butt to get this content out because I don't want the draft to come and go without uh, us getting a, a mock draft out to y'all. Tell the people what's popping, Dave. My man is Joe with the plan. Set it off for real, for real. We're going to talk to you about uh, this lottery draft real quick and get it on and popping. Let's go. Without further ado, um, Minnesota got the number one overall pick. We are going to give you all a couple of different options. Um, give you all who I think is going to who I think Minnesota is going to take. Dave is going to give you all my, his opinion on my on my take and tell you all who he feels. So let's go. Uh, Minnesota. I feel like Minnesota definitely should be shopping this pick. Right, Dave? I feel like they need a. I feel like they would it would it would a veteran would do more good to this team. A vet who who's a winner. I feel like a vet who's a winner, a la Jimmy Butler, would do better with this team than a than a 19-year-old coming in. Um they also they need multiple pieces, man. It's not a this draft isn't gonna be a one player fixes, like changes their their franchise by any means. It's more so like, especially they got to be comfortable because we got to remember that Golden State has their rights to their next pick next year. So it's top, it's top three protected. I was looking at that too, but facts. Yeah. But like, I don't see Minnesota being that bad. But I also don't see yeah. Minnesota in playoffs. Man. Yeah, like the West so deep, so yeah. they got to be careful with that pick. I feel like I would not be surprised if they trade back and try to get like maybe like the four or five pick and get like like you said a veteran and trade up trade down yeah and still I, want the players they want because i i've been seeing more and more that they're high in obi's happening i have i have to i definitely have to my thing with obi is 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 he probably not gonna bring anything any even potential defensively just because he's so stiff um i think i can i, I see what people talking about about the Lamelo ball thing just because you got to look at uh d'angelo russell's best years right was in, in, or his best year, I'll say, was in Brooklyn when they had multiple ball handlers, Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert. Um, last year, even in Golden State, multiple ball handlers, obviously, right, uh, and playmakers. Um, so I don't necessarily feel like he he would be a bad fit with uh, LaMelo. Defensively, they'll be horrible, but offensively, I think they'll be cool. Um, but this number one overall pick, I feel like they probably don't find a trade suitor, and I think they'll go with Anthony Edwards. Um, I think Anthony Edwards, his athletic ability and his size, he should be able to switch one through three perfectly fine. He got the he has quick feet. You know what I'm saying he can he can move. I mean he athletic enough to to guard one through three. But that perennial losing culture that they got up there in Minnesota, man, I I don't know if they're going to be able to weed out his bad habits. You get what I'm saying? Bad shooting selection, not a, no effort on defense. But I do feel like they'll take him in the, uh, either way. Potentially, his ceiling, I feel like he should be able to be good with um, with Minnesota. But that culture, man, I, I just don't know, bro. No, I, I, I completely agree. I feel like we kind of touched on that, too. I feel like uh, with that number one pick, you can't go wrong with Anthony Edwards or Melo for any case. Because I feel like a lot of people don't 
give D'Lo that credit uh, that he can play off the ball and he can play off the ball or on the ball. Yep. And a lot of people don't realize that D'Lo is also 6'5", man. Yep. Like, he's a big guard. Like, so he can play the one or the two. So it's going to be interesting to see what Minnesota does with that first pick. Let's move on to number two, bro. Let's uh, get on to my squad. I was about to Bro, you excited to get to these boys? I already know. You know I'm ready to talk about my team. Come on, let's get to it, bro. Me and you've been having these this team and this player con like conjoined at the hip since like what the beginning of the year or or when when Golden State really started losing. Be uh, right. Golden State. I feel like like I told you we're gonna go with a couple of different options, but I feel like Golden State has in my and me and Dave have been on eye to eye with this. I think they got one option. I think it's James Wiseman. James Wiseman, what he can give Golden State right now, right? Being able to set uh, hard screens and being able to rim run uh, uh, and and block shots and all that stuff. Uh, even if, even if they can develop him a little bit, being able to be a good post defender and, and being able to protect the rim, that's that that makes them from right now with their team probably a hard out. And being up there with the with the Lakers to possibly being a favorite against the Lakers, you know what I'm saying? For what James Wiseman can give them right now, um, and then imagine him, because I feel like with Golden State he will hit his ceiling, right? The development and the culture, literally completely opposite from Minnesota, he will hit that ceiling, bro. And him, he will be able to add five years to Clay and Steph's game. And they their game is already not predicated upon shooting or, or, or not shooting. Obviously, it is shooting, but not predicated upon athleticism. And he will be able to even add more time on their career because if he hits his ceiling, he'll be able to be the the, the engine and the and their number one player that they that they'll need. Who Steph and and Clay could then later on in his career they can play off of him, right? But, Absolutely. Yeah, I, I feel like it's it's really slept on. With the addition of, if they get James Wiseman, with the addition of Andrew Wiggins that they made this past year, I feel like, I don't know, man. Like, people are saying Andrew Wiggins is a bust, and dude, for his career, he's averaging 20 a game, man. Like, that's, yes, that can't be a bust. I'm like 44% shooting or something like that, too. I'm like, bruh, like, he hasn't even tapped into his, like, his full, like, potential yet. Like, dude hasn't even hit his prime yet. Yep. He hasn't hit his prime of his career yet. I was like, for a first, like, I will take that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But no, I, I, I completely agree. Me and you have been talking back and forth about this for months now. How, like, he literally fits them perfectly. Like, they low-key, like, are a fit for each other perfect. Yes, bro. He's, like, the perfect missing piece to their puzzle to, like, extend their careers. Because, like, I feel like he's going to extend – their playoff window to win in championships, like you said, for five, six years. Mm -hmm. It's like they already had, like, in my mind, I think they had about a five-ish, maybe six-year window to win a couple of championships. Yeah. They were going to be battling back and forth with the Lakers. Then I think in about three or four years, when Brian, like, really starts to stop being as superhuman and turns to, like, a top 15, top 20 player, then it's going to be like, who's going to be there with the Warriors for them, them couple of years? You know what I mean? Exactly, bro. Exactly. And then imagine if, imagine if 
now the Warriors, when when uh, James Wiseman hits the ceiling, right? They got James Wiseman, Andrew Wiggins being like the one and two, and then Stephen Clay still. Come on, bro. And and bro, which exactly what you said, bro? What we just talked about, and then we got to we got to kind of get going. But what we what, what we just talked about for the the Timberwolves in Minnesota, that culture, right? Wiggins was in that culture for what? How, how long Wiggins been in the league? Six years? Six years. Bro, he's been in that culture for six years. Now he's going to be in that winning culture, bro. You know what I'm saying? He's going to be able to hit his ceiling. Wiggins hits his ceiling. That, that, that'll that be everything that they have from Iguodala even more, bro. You get what I'm saying? And, and, and then Wiseman hits the ceiling. I don't see the reason to want to trade this to try to get uh, Victor Oladipo or something dumb like that, but at all is what it is um three charlotte <sighs> man we had a long conversation about this one too bro um charlotte this is I, a tough one because they got they got young they got good young players at, at every position i'm not i'm not going to get over on that talent um i just don't feel like it, they have next it's level it's not like a transformational talent exactly thank you thank you thank you thank you um this was probably the one the one pick where where we probably had like two Different, different thoughts, and you had a good one, bro. I don't want you to, I don't want you to, uh, to, to, to sleep on, on, on your thought process. But uh, talking about your pick, me, I don't. I think that they might look at Obi, but I feel like they'll just go Lamelo, go, go blessed player available, and try to work the fits out next. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, honestly, I think that's pretty much it because their talent is is so not necessarily weak, but very even across the board. You know what I'm saying? To where I think that they just take whoever is the best talented, most talented player there. I was I'm trying to remember now. Who was I saying? Uh, you were saying that 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 they that you think that they uh, might want to go with Denny. Yeah, and I thought that was I thought that was I, I, I thought that was a good take. I, I thought that was a good take. Now my thought process was with their two smaller guards. I feel like Denny would kind of complement them give them additional playmaker and give them somebody that like Denny's not a defensive stopper by any means, but like somebody else that can contribute to the defensive end. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, that's that's such a tough spot, man. Like like you said, there's like no tr- there's no transformational talent. Nothing that is like, I don't know. There's nobody that you think is gonna be a superstar. Yep. On, sure. on the team. Like it's a lot of like star central stars like Devontae Graham, man, you got a potential to be a star. Terry Rozier got a potential to be like he's a starting point guard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. PJ PJ uh Washington. PJ Washington, thank you. PJ Washington from Kentucky. He's a nice player, so is Miles Bridges. Like they got some good young talent, but it's just tough. Like like you you honestly you draft the best player available yeah. at, at this at this spot. Yeah, I, I draft the best player available, and then I feel like that just determines on for Charlotte's board who is the best player available. You get what I'm saying? Like, and they and they who do they have the best player? And I feel who like do that's, they, who do you have ranked as your number one player on the big board? Exactly, bro. And I feel like at that point they just take that person. I feel like in my on my big board, um, and we'll have another video for that another time. My big board, I got I got I got uh, Lamelo being number one, so I feel like they should just take Melo at that point in time. For your other team. Um, the Bulls, I got the Bulls looking at somebody who could possibly 
be a, uh, a, a like a playmaker, a facilitator, because they got they got a lot of dudes who got so much going scores. And then I and I but also think that they probably need to look at a wing defender. Otto Porter Jr. is probably going to get uh, or exercise that player option, get that 28 mil. And then after that, I don't. I, I would, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, for sure. 28 million to play what? Five, six, seven, eight games? Yes, sir. Because you know he ain't playing more than that. But if I'm, if I'm, man, Otto stay hurt. Bro, that, that whole team stay hurt, but Otto especially. And, and, and Otto is getting a bad. But I think that they, they probably look at a, at a three and D wing, but at another, us also looking at probably a guard who can facilitate. And for that, I got four Charlotte going Denny. I feel like he will kind of fit all of those spots. You know what I'm saying? And you said, um, which I want you to touch on or whatever, is that Kobe, you said that he's been working on his facilitating his point guard skills, right? Yeah. From what I've I've been hearing, man, because, you know, I kind of keep up with the Bulls. I've heard that, like, that's what he's been trying to work on to try to be, like, a more complete point guard, which that would go really, really far because then – that complete that completes the backcourt of Zach Levine and Kobe White, but I feel like also mm-hmm. like people are just rushing to assumptions, man. Like Kobe didn't get that much time to develop his rookie year and still showed so much promise. Yeah. So I mean, like, what makes us think that he can't develop into that role? You give him the opportunity to. Yeah. You can't develop into something if you're not given the opportunity to do it. Bro, hey. My whole thought process was behind that. I 100% agree with you, bro, because that, that that's that's kind of the dilemma for my Knicks, and we'll touch in, we'll get into that when we get on, on today's pick, but every player that they draft, they never really give them the opportunity to to, to prove it on, a, on the court. You get what I'm saying? So I, def, I definitely feel you in talking about Kobe, and I'm a huge Kobe White fan. Um, I just think that it, even if, even if, because you can have two scorers on the on the court if they both can facilitate, and I feel like Zach's Zach Levine's facilitating is un, is underrated, and Kobe White's facilitating I feel like is underrated. Right, even right now, even if he doesn't become a great facilitator or whatever. But if you can have multiple dudes, and this is kind of like Golden State too, if you have multiple dudes who get like five or six assists, and that means like the ball is just moving. You get what I'm saying? So you don't necessarily need a like a Rondo or or do one particular player who's going to be getting everybody involved just because you can have a free flowing offense that's getting everybody involved too. So I feel like it's, it can be it can be uh, uh, like double like like kind of double sided and I and I kind of feel like if they draft Denny, then that will kind of be encouraging to go that way. You get what I'm saying? To where you just have multiple ball handlers and kind of everybody's facilitating the rock. And then you obviously got your main two and three scores and and uh, Zach Kobe and um and uh, Zach, and, and Laurie Markkinen. So, um, but moving on, number five, all of my Cleveland dudes, because you know Dave, all of my homies from Cleveland, right? Them dudes are Cleveland fans, bro. Are the most people come at us as being Knicks fans, but Cleveland fans are so irrational, and they just I, it. They don't look at stuff normally, bro. Like, like they're so irrational and knee jerky. You get what I'm saying? And they probably think at at five, hopefully we get uh, Michael Jordan or LeBron or whatever. And it's like, 
Let's be reasonable. Not right? Mike or Brian, though. Bro, they be thinking the craziest <laughs> stuff. One minute, like like you see the you see the game um yesterday. Literally beginning of the game, they say they hopefully after this game we we're cutting Baker. Not even trying to trade him, not just cut him, right? At the I end of the game. At the at the end of the game, he got uh he went what 21 straight completions or something like that, five touchdowns, and they like, yeah, oh, Baker, that's like Baker gonna be Bengals, that boy. Man. Like, I'm just it's like, just the Bengals. Man, them Cleveland fans just they ain't got their head screwed on right. I think that Cleveland. I'm not the biggest fan of that small backcourt, um, especially uh, um, Darius Garland. Just not not the biggest fan of him. And then uh, Colin Sexton at the same time averaged 20 on good shooting percentages. I feel like they could possibly look, be looking at Killian. I'm huge on Killian. Um, Dave, we're gonna do another episode of, uh, of of Big Boards, right? And you'll find out Killian is actually my number one point guard for real. But um, I have them taking somebody who I feel like they just you got, trying to, you got, you got so you got Lamelo as a shooting guard, or you got I got Killian I got I got, I got I got Lamelo just behind Killian. That's it. And um, okay, but I got the Cavs taking Obi. I feel like they just going to be looking for somebody who can put butts in seats, right? And that's and I feel like that's probably going to be um, uh, Dan Gilbert's number one uh, 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 obstacle and and thing to do is try to get as many fans in the seats as possible, especially after losing money with um, with COVID and not making the playoffs. And I feel like he wants to get more more revenue flowing through the Cavs. So I feel like they'll take Obi, figure figure the front court uh, mess out uh, later. Um, and Obi taking Obi, I feel like too is kind of a player who put, could potentially fit with their young core. With I'm a huge Kevin Porter Jr. fan, but with KPJ, Sexton, and Garland. So, what you think, Doug? Uh, after talking with you, man, it it, it makes sense. It, it makes sense. This is this is another tough pick because, like, I don't know what direction the Cavs yeah. are trying to go to, man. Like it. it it's confusing when they already have Kevin Love and then they trade. Well, they already have Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, and Larry Nance. And then mm-hmm. they trade for Andrew Drummond. And then you hear rumors that they might not even try to re-sign Drummond. And I'm just like, so why did you trade for him at first? But I don't know. The Cavs have been – they've been confusing me for a long time. So your OB guess is just as good as mine. I know one thing, and then we can move on and and uh, and talk about Atlanta. But I know one thing is they're definitely or uh, Drummond is going to exercise that player option for sure. So he's going to be back next year. I don't think they're going to be able to trade him. I think he's just going to be a free agent twenty one. So um, six Atlanta. I think Atlanta, man, Atlanta. They have so many good young pieces at literally every position, and even when they traded for Clint, right? Um, but they're still talking about not resigning. Um, John Collins. I don't know if he's a free agent, a restricted free agent this year or next year, but whenever there, it seems like they're getting at going at a in, in, at an impasse or a fork in the road, right? To where they talk about not resigning them, so they could possibly just go straight wings between Trey and Clint, and um, I feel like that's probably what they will do, or even because they don't really necessarily have like none of those wings have separated themselves. But I'm a huge Cam Reddish fan. You know that, Dave. I got Atlanta taking Isaac Okoro because I feel like he will be able to, if they do get rid of John Collins, um, he'll be able to be one of those wings that they can have in between Trey and, and Clint Capella 
But also, if they, even if they do keep John Collins, I think him and and Cam Reddish will be next level on the wings, bro. So, um, what you think, dog? This is a this is a pick I don't I don't hate either way. I feel like it's kind of hard for the Hawks to go wrong per se. Like they have so much young talent, man. It's, yeah. I don't understand why they want to get rid of John Collins, but I also heard that John Collins want John Collins wants like a a max deal, which oh, that can be kind of tough. Yeah. So I I don't know. I also wouldn't mind if they drafted Onyeka. Double I feel like okay. I feel like he could he could play the four for them and would fit in well with that role. Yeah, honestly, and then you could pay him at the uh, stretch five when you want to get a uh, more of a small ball lineup, but you don't have to really sacrifice size. I like so, I, I like I like that I like Onyeka as an option as well. Um, another option. I mean, it's kind of like. Uh, like like all the three different ways they can go, um, as another ball handler or a backup ball handler, and Killian Hayes. We all know I'm huge on Killian. So, um, moving on to seven, seven. I feel like Detroit, even with them, like Seiko Demboya and and um, what's the other dude's name? Uh, the 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 wing over in Detroit. Um, I forgot. Dude. I forgot dude's name. Uh, that's another wing that they got up there. Luke Kennard. I don't feel like I don't feel like they got anybody on that team who's next level talent. I feel like they'll just go best player available. And at this point in time, I don't feel like anybody's. Uh, I I feel like it depends on who they have on their board. Um, they could possibly go Onyeka or or Devin Vassell. But if I'm them, I'm taking Killian Hayes. I'm not looking back. So um, Killian will be able to just be able to be their number one as soon as he touches down in Detroit. So uh, how you feel about that? They need a point guard, and I like Killian, so I, I love it. I feel like that would be a good match for him. Mm. I almost, I feel bad for your uh, your Knicks because your Knicks could really use bro, him. Right there, bro. He is right mm. there. I do feel like it's a possibility Killian drops to us, but I don't think if he's at seven, I just don't see Detroit letting him pass. Um, for my Knicks, man, I got us possibly looking at one of my favorite players in the draft, bro, and I feel like he's slipping for no odd reason uh, just because out of sight, out of mind, and people want to just kind of dissect things, not really looking at a whole bunch of stuff. But I got us looking at Cole Anthony, Devin Vassell. I'm not huge on Devin Vassell fitting with us. I like Devin Vassell's game, but he's not a creator, bro. We need a creator. You get what I'm saying? I got us looking at Cole Anthony, Devin Vassell. I guess supposedly they're look, they looking at – um. At Tyrell Terry from Stanford and uh, RJ Hampton. I will not. I like, but I hope, I hope, I hope they draft Kyra Lewis. That boy is a monster. Super fast, can pass with either hand. Um, underrated passer actually can really create for himself as well. He don't just got to get to the bucket. He can he can create. He can get a bucket. You get what I'm saying? Um, Kyra, I think Kyra's going to be a dog. Uh, I actually like this group of point guards in this draft. I like Lamelo too. I like Killian, Lamelo, Kyra. I, I, I like and I like Cole. Um, I think Cole got it, is getting a bad rap, but I, I I I hope we get Kyra. What you think? I like Kyra in this spot. Um, 
also wouldn't mind Arvin Hampton. I feel like he's kind of slept on. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like he just had a bad, a bad shooting year overseas in New Zealand. Cause that's what he was known for in high school, man. Coming out of high school, like we known him. He's known for being a bucket, but like his jump shot, you got his shot is pure. I feel like it just took him a while to get adapted. Because if you look at Melo, Melo didn't shoot a great percentage overseas either. Yeah, and that's one thing so, Melo was lo- known for too. And and what's happening? So I'm my RJ for you guys either. Uh, I feel like Cole gets a is getting a bad rap too, just purely off of injuries. Yeah, purely off of that. Uh, what did he, he has some kind of knee meniscus, injury? He had a meniscus. Yeah, he had a meniscus, and he okay. came back from the meniscus, and he was, he was getting to the bucket, bro. But it was like four dudes at the rim every time. No joke. So, yeah, he didn't have much help at UNC that this year. Not at all. So. I'm ho- I'm hoping we get Kyra, man. I'm a huge Kyra fan, so um, I wouldn't be mad with with Cole Anthony. Um, if we get Tyro Terror, RJ Hemp, and I hope they trade down and get more assets because you can probably get them lower in the draft. Uh, number nine. Washington, this is an interesting pick, Dave. I feel like Washington could possibly go Jay McDaniels and just go straight upside. Uh, and Aaron Neesmith get a get a shooter to replace Davis Davis Bertans. I feel like that, they said Bertans probably going to be jolting in free agency, so um, Neesmith will be a perfect replacement for him. But I feel like Washington would probably go on Yucca. Um, Washington is so it's so hard to to say where they're going to go though, man, just because. Like you, like, like I feel like this pick. I feel like their their number one their number one option with this pick actually, Dave, is to trade it. I feel like they are hoping to trade this pick just for any veteran who can come and help them win. Because you got to remember, uh, John Wall and, and Bradley Beal was one of the best backcourts in the league when they were healthy, and Bradley Beal getting better and better. You see the videos of John Wall. I feel like I feel like they're looking to add to this team with. Somebody who can help them win right now versus getting one of these young dudes. But if they stand pat, I'll probably see them going on Yucca. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of uh uh what's old boy's name from um from from Gonzaga? Rui. I'm not the biggest fan of Rui, but Really? He had a decent rookie year, man. He, he had a decent rookie year, but he's not necessarily like a floor spacer. And I feel like if they get on Yucca, who's not a floor spacer too, it's kind of I don't know. And you got John Wall, who's not the who's obviously not the best shooter. And I, I, and as Davis Bertans leaves, it's kind of like, and then none of these dudes are really plus defenders except for John Wall and Yucca. So, and then Yucca's gonna be a great rookie. I would not be surprised if they drafted Jaden McDaniels. Because <laughs> think about them drafting Rui Hachimura. Nobody expected them to draft him that high. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like a lot of people were saying, like. People didn't see like Rui has a lot of untapped potential because he just started playing back. He didn't start playing basketball until late, right? Because yeah. he's, he's from Japan. It, I'm pretty sure he started playing basketball late, but like, yeah, I feel like him and Jaden McDaniels, if that's your three four, that's I'm nasty. not saying that. You know what I mean? I, that's nasty, bro. I like I like that pair pairing. That's nasty, man. That's nasty. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm a huge Jaden McDaniels fan, too. So. so I feel like, I don't know, man. That Washington could really 
goes from being horrible to being a decent squad if they get this pick right. For sure. For sure. Um, at 10, I got uh, Phoenix possibly looking at somebody who can come off the bench and score for them at, the, at guard and possibly even being mentored by uh, Rubio um, and Cole Anthony and then maybe even Tyrese Maxey or even Tyrese Halliburton. But I got Phoenix going with Precious Achua. I feel like Precious will be able to give them roster flexibility, being able to give them another dude down low who can who can bang and 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 get the boards with uh with um, DeAndre Ayton. You know what I'm saying? Um, but also they can still kind of go all wings with all those wings they have too. You know what I'm saying? They can still go small with just Ayton in the middle and and uh, deep book two wings and yeah, deep book two wings and a point guard. So, what you think? I just first gotta say I really love what Money Williams is doing in Phoenix, man. Much, much respect. Much respect. Um I like pressures in this spot. I feel like, like you said, he gives them just the essentially what they need, defensive toughness. Yeah. I feel like that's really what they need. I agree. I agree, bro. Um uh, I mean, that's the top ten. That's the top ten right there. You know what I'm saying? And we're gonna we're gonna definitely keep it keep it rolling, keep it rolling, keep it rolling. But that top ten, I I feel like it's it 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 can definitely be shaken up by trades. It can definitely be shaken up by um by by where players gonna be moving up and down. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I feel like on draft day it's probably gonna be a lot of trades. So uh keep it we we should we should definitely be What's the word? Understanding that this is flexible. This can change for sure. So, absolutely, absolutely. 